Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we're talking about hitters we're targeting in rounds two through five. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us and if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit that little bell below it subscribes to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode and lastly but most importantly guys join us on the subtext platform guys on subtext it's a one-on-one in-depth personalized experience you get text messages uh, updates right to your phone uh matt and i have released our rankings on there already we're going to be updating them periodically as we get deeper into you know the off season here and closer to draft day uh we're gonna have tears in those rankings uh, just in so much more stuff, breakouts, sleepers, bust. You can ask us off your key, uh, keeper dynasty questions this time of year. You know, it's where we're getting locked in. Uh, so make sure you join us once again on the subtext platform. And guys, real quick, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And as I mentioned at the top, we're talking about players or hitters. We're targeting rounds two through five. Matt, that's so much talking for me. Why don't you hop on in here and uh, talk about? Where we're going from here. All right. Uh, so I just want to throw out there the purpose of this podcast is not only to freshen our minds, but also kind of give you a perspective of how we're approaching each round and, you know, who do we think is a value, who we think we need to walk away with in each round. So, you know, based off of these guys, we'll give you, yeah, we'll give you our explanation of why we'd pick these guys in these positions and, you know, what exactly makes them so special for uh, and a value in each round. So with that being said, let's talk about like probably the best name that you may or may not be able to get in the second round. And that's Juan Soto right now. He's slotting in about like two point, uh, 12.7. Uh, he is coming up as pretty much the 13th player on the board, depending on what draft you're in. So, you know, it's just a matter of choice, but honestly, it's really just more of a wheel pick. So like, quite honestly, you have the, in a 12 man league, which is, this is all based off of, you know, it's a great wheel right there. To be completely honest, like, I also saw Corbin Carroll going down at 12.3. So, like, that's who's right ahead of it. So, like, honestly, normally I don't like to start off with two outfielders, but you pretty much lock up, you know, two strategic um, hitting positions right there, especially with outfield, you know, pretty much having a pretty much a teardrop off after, like, a certain point. So, if you walk away with pretty much two top 12 outfielders, uh, you're pretty much gold with that, especially with Corbin Carroll being such a contributor, uh, you know, across all five. And then Juan Soto, you know, obviously being super elite in both power runs and ribbies and obviously average with the Yankees. So, you know, a lot of things are going to come into play there, but him being 12.7 is just an absolute steal. And that's why he's pretty much like my official, you know, number 1380 P pick. 
Yeah, man, we're on board with Juan Soto. I I love Juan Soto. I love the move with him going to the Yankees. I think it's going to benefit him in you know a, a pretty much every every category as far as the counting stats, the runs and the RBIs. I think are going to be better than they are with the Padres. The Padres really didn't live up to the hype, and before that, he was you know with that Nationals team that kind of gave up after they won the World Series. So going to be big improvements there. Smaller park, the home runs could be even bigger for Juan Soto this year. If you can get him as your number two player, like, you know, it's pretty much looking like right now. I mean, that's I think that's an absolute bargain. But, Matt, you broke him down pretty well there. Uh, I'm going to move on to, you know, one of my other favorite targets because Matt and I kind of shared Juan Soto there. We both think he's a must draft uh, for round two. Uh, my one of my guys, I, I have Austin Riley. I have Austin Riley. at He's coming off the board right now, uh, right around. The 20th player, pick 21. So you kind of like right there, 2021, 20, uh, kind of the top of round two. Uh, well, kind of actually towards the end of round two. Round two is going to be from pick 13 to pick 24. We're going by a 12-man leagues here. I think Austin Riley is just uh, an absolute top-tier third baseman. Honestly, I, I'm... I want to move him up to my number one third baseman. He just doesn't steal bases, and that's what really holds me back. Uh, you know, Jose Ramirez is kind of starting to, you know, fall off a little bit. Last year was a little bit shaky for him. Uh, but Austin Riley kind of just at 26 years old is right in the prime of his career. 159 games last year, 636 at-bats, 117 runs, 32 doubles, three triples, 37 homers, 97 RBIs, three steals, and he hit 281. The last three years for Austin Riley have all been super, super consistent. They've all looked very similar. I don't think there's another level here. I think it's just kind of consistently uh, right close to 40 homers, 100 and 100, and a batting average that's going to be over 275. I think you know what you're getting. He's in one of the best lineups in all of baseball, going to be 27 years old. I think Austin Riley is an absolute must draft right now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, you know, with the performance of, um, you know, God, I'm having a brain for here, Ramirez, you know, it, it wouldn't be hard to move him up and make him the number one, even though he doesn't have that fifth category. Yeah, exactly. But, That's what holds me back still. I still have Jose one and Austin Riley two, but I'm, I'm getting real close to switching it. Same. And I honestly, I think maybe after 2024's year, it may be what just has to naturally happen because quite honestly, you know, we've seen a dip in him so I can see it. And, you know, being that he's at pick 20 of all, of all things, you know, it's kind of like a, like a really nice pick there in the second round, you know, honestly, like after these next two guys that we're going to talk about, like Riley's like my third guy, I'm going to walk away with to just the value on the other two are just completely outrageous. So like, he's like my third my third tier in this in this round of who I would walk away with, you know, like this next dude, uh, Bryce Harper, who you see me saw me if you're watching on the tubes, accidentally click first, thinking that's where Dom was going. But uh, you know, I, I love Bryce and Bryce too, but I I, I kind of wanted to, you know, we kind of had our own guys here, but even though I do love Bryce, you you did put him down, so you you could take Bryce. Yeah. So I mean, like you look at Bryce Harper and like you know him being able to go in the second round. I think this is the cheapest we're going to get him now period for the next like three years at least until we start seeing father time catch up with him if that even happens in that time frame like just his position with the Phillies his position with just how he is and how he finished off the year last year it's just completely monstrous like the dude what he did in the last like two months of baseball I think was like 14 or 15 home runs and then he finished off the year with 21 home runs in that time still batted 293 you know had only 457 at bats and still managed to put together 84 runs, 72 ribs. 
and had a really nice batting average, if I'm not mistaken, at 293. Um, 293 like dude like stellar numbers were a dude coming back from tj not really having the full extension of his swing not really you know having his true elbow but then you know once things got right and you know he got fully cleared you really just saw like a complete different level of rice harper that first round domination pick that would be bryce harper so like honestly this year is just so loaded and top heavy uh in the draft that i can understand why he's going so low but at the same time, like, yo, if you can get him in the sixth round, I don't care. Like, I'll pick him. If if either Juan Soto or Corbin Cowell isn't available, available like, I, I straight up, I think I might just pick Bryce Harper at 13 if neither one of those are – or a, pretty much right after them if neither one of those or any of those guys from the first round aren't available, essentially. Yeah, I, I just want to chime in and say Corbin Carroll's not lasting to the second round. It's 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 not happening. If, yeah. you, if you're looking at like early NFBC ADP, he's coming off the board as the fourth pick. Yeah, and I, I think that's honestly very sticky right now because he kind of did what Julio did. You know, he kind of just and even Bobby Witt just took it to that next level. And now I think Corbin Carroll's a five category guy for the rest of his career. But we're 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 let's stick where we are. I kind of just wanted to mention it. And you know what? Before actually we move forward, and we have one guy left in the second round. Uh, then we're going to move into some of our third round names. A lot of big names there in the third round, as far as these bats go. Uh, we do have a quick ad break for you guys. And guys, we're talking to you about game time. You shouldn't have to be worried when you buy tickets to your next big event. That's why you need to check out the game time app. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in, their lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection, and they also have all-in prices shown up front in your total, so you'll know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets and their lowest price is always guaranteed. All right, guys, and we're back here, and let's move uh, into our last player here for the second round, and uh, it's Jordan Alvarez. This is somebody that Matt, you know, really wanted to talk about. So, you know what, Matt, let me pass it over to you. Since you did put this guy down, why don't you talk about him? It don't matter. I mean, if you want me to, I, do love I can. Him too. I do love Jordan. I am a, I am a big Jordan guy, and I do think it's a it's a great guy to target here, but it is, it is somebody you put down. So, if you want to take the lead, you're more than welcome to. It's fine. All right. So let, let's let's break it down. Um, so Jordan, first of all, this is the cheapest I've seen him since, you know, he was, you know, not drafted. Uh, Jordan, you know, pretty much just has been a flanges guy pretty much from his, from the jump. Like the dude just can't stay on the field. For guys that are new to the podcast or females that are new to the podcast, uh, you know, flange is just my joke of what I call an injury prone guy. It's just a funnier name and I'm tired of saying injury prone. So I mean, the best thing I could do is call it an IP. But I, at this point, it's just they got flanges. They got weak, weak everything. But And Jordan is no different. He just plays more games than Alberto Montesi, which isn't hard to do. I played more games in the MLB than <laughs> Alberto Montesi. Uh, but anyway, 
Jordan is just somebody that is just incredible when healthy. He literally does the Aaron Jones, um, Aaron Judge. Like, okay, I'm still gonna put up 30 bombs, and I'm only gonna have 400 at bats, and that's literally what he did. He had 410 and 31 uh, bombs, along with that 77 ribs, 24 doubles, a triple, 97 ribs, and then this year I'm uh, I'm really like I'm loving him, especially since like last year he kind of showed it a little bit in 2022. But uh, 2023, he really took it to another level. He had 69 walks to 92 strikeouts and put up a 293 batting average. And, like, that's very valuable not only for, you know, obviously Roto with with and, and Cat 5 category leagues uh, head-to-head, but the walk-to-strikeout ra- ratio is phenomenal enough to where I feel comfortable taking him in this round for points leagues as well. You know, he's not killing you with striking out a whole bunch, not, you know, counteracting that with his walks. So like Jordan has just become a lot better at that. It's just, you know, when is he going to get hurt and for how long is really just the question for me. So Jordan going at pick 17 is another one where if, you know, Harper's not available in the second, like I'm going for Jordan. And, you know, I, I don't care that he's UT only because you saw the benefits of owning Otani. And Jordan, if he plays healthy, has has um what like maybe like a half. Well, he team. should. Jordan should have outfield eligibility everywhere. He played forty games in outfield last oh, year. Oh, did he? Yeah, he oh should be outfield eligible, eligible everywhere. Forty games last year in outfield. Oh my god! So that even just takes him up another notch for me because last year he didn't. He had UT only, and then earned it probably halfway. It was only on Yahoo he had the outfield eligibility. Um, dude, that just takes him up a whole nother level for me. Jordan is going to be. Very valuable. So I would feel even better taking him at that point. Yeah, I, I I love Jordan too. And the upside, honestly, he does have Aaron Judge type upside. This is a guy really that if he played 150 games, I think he would hit 50 plus homers and the counting stats would be absolutely stellar. But it's just that I don't I don't know if I'm 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 trusting him. I know he's only going to be 27 this year, but the injury history is extensive at this point. Uh, an oblique last year, he had uh, knee issues in the past. He had surgery on one of those knees, um, issues with his hand. It's just been like since he's um you know been in the league, it's been nothing but you know a lot of injuries. I think there will be a season where he puts it together, and it's just fantastic. But I pick 17, probably a little bit rich for my blood. Um, I, I do like Jordan. I just not somebody I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely targeting. If he falls and, you know, towards the later end of that second round, you know, I'm probably even taking Austin Riley ahead of him, to be honest with you. Uh, I probably would take him. I wouldn't be mad at taking him, but just not somebody that I'm actively targeting. But with that being said, let's wrap up the second round there. and Let's move on to the third round. Somebody that Matt and I both absolutely love, um, Luis Robert. We told you guys uh, last year, take him everywhere. We were taking Luis Robert like as our number two or three outfielder last year in mock drafts everywhere, and it absolutely paid off. Monster season from Lou Bob last year. Let's read off those stats. 145 games for him last year. 546 at-bats, 90 runs, 36 doubles, one triple, 38 homers, 80 RBIs, 20 steals, 264 batting average. Uh, Now, here's the thing with a guy like Luis Robert. Only going to be 26 next year. Uh, It's coming off the board. It looks like around like pick 29. Uh, And I'm absolutely fine with that. I think that's absolutely great pick i think he can be your outfielder one i mean i think the upside here is like 40 home runs 40 steals because he is super fast Luis robert is very very fast and i think they might let him run this year i don't see why not and i think the batting average has more upside too 
guy's a great hitter. He's a career 279 hitter last year, 264. Honestly, I, I I'm I know Luis Robert can hit over 280. And I, I really think he could put it all together this season. And this could be a very memorable season from a, a young, super talented player, uh, Luis Robert, that really contributes across five categories. I'm just going to throw out the caveat. He's not a points league guy. You really don't want him in points league. He strikes out way too much. 172 strikeouts to only 30 walks. So in points leagues, a guy like Luis Robert does take a step back. But I still think that he's an elite, elite player in um, category leagues. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like everybody just hasn't caught up to us yet with Luis Roberts, even though he's going as like the number 10 outfielder. Like I have him right now. If I'm looking at my rankings, I have Luis Robert as my number eight outfielder, and I'm totally feeling great walking away with him. He was my bold prediction and not only stay healthy for a full season, but to do what he did. So, you know, I think, you know, the only thing that really, I guess, scares people away, if you really think about it is, you know, the, the ribbies category, because he only managed to walk around 80, but you know, honestly, if Eloy even manages to play 400 at bats next year and Oscar Colos just can stay in the stay on the outfield and keep his job and, you know, some other guys can kind of just step up. Roberts is what, thir- 13 away from being elite like everybody else in the ribbies category at 93. And then this dude's being talked about as a first round pick, in my opinion, or high end second round pick. I love Luis Roberts and I feel like, you know, everybody's sleeping on him. So pick 29 is super valuable. Um there's just one dude I have a, a, that I like just as much, and it's a hard decision between the two. I guess it's just based off of team construction, and that's Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo is going to pick 26, a little bit higher than Roberts, and I still don't know of the two which one I'd walk away with. You know, this is just based off of ADP, not our picks. And Alonzo, I know everybody kind of feels burned because he didn't live up to, the, uh, to his draft position last year and didn't really have, like, his, you know – naturally studly year even though he threw up like what 46 home runs the guy just the batting average pretty just mutilated you like okay when you when you draft a guy that high in a five by five or or even just a roto you expect the guy to do do what he does in batting averages like anywhere from 260 plus to 217 last year just wasn't wonderful and i'm kind of like disappointed in that aspect but everything else was not disappointing you know, in terms of 46 home runs, 118 ribs. And quite honestly, I think Pete Alonso is due to bounce back in that at least post 250 to 255 batting average and do what he normally does. And if the Mets can even somewhat figure out what's going on, excuse me, that I think that there's just another level to his stats as well in terms of runs and ribs. Yeah, man, we're we're on board with Alonzo here. Last year, what happened with Alonzo is he got hit on um, the wrist with a pitch, and he kind of just wasn't really the same after that. Uh, really sapped his power. He rushed back from the injury, and, you know, it, it really, really messed him up. He, he started off the season, you know, with two pretty strong months. Even though the batting average wasn't good in May, in May he still hit 10 home runs, 21 RBIs. In April, March, he had 10 home runs, 25 RBIs at 257. But then the rest of the season after that was just really, really tough. You know, he had he had showed a little bit more in August where he had nine home runs, 21 RBIs, 228. But he hit 152 in June. I believe that's when the injury happened. Uh, July, 220. Uh, in September, October, 202 with only seven home runs. I mean, the RBIs were good the whole time. Pretty much every month he had over 20 RBIs except for June when the injury happened. But, 
Um, I think Alonzo gets it back on track, you know, full offseason, healthy to go in there. You know, Alonzo is still um, going to be 29 years old, still in the prime of his career. Honestly, a 50 home run season with a uh, hundred RBIs and 90 plus runs with a 255 plus batting average is not out of the question. Am I targeting him uh, in the second round? No, but am I mad at you if you need a power guy? Uh, then you know, go ahead and take him. Pete Alonso is definitely somebody that I do love. Uh, but as we're wrapping up the third round here, I think maybe we have one more guy, and then we're going to move into that fourth round um, and start to wrap things up here. We do have a quick ad break for you guys. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in the action with the FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's so many uh, way, so many different ways to bet life. Live, same game parlay. Find bets in new explore tab. Make a parlay in Parlay Hub the best way to find the most popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. And also, too, something we didn't talk about earlier, LockedOn has launched its first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. LockedOn Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts of LockedOn, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. Plus, everydayers and new listeners, please join us on Subtext and join our Diamond Club. On there, you're going to be able to get our Redraft rankings, our Dynasty rankings, our sleepers, busts, breakout lists, our anything under the sun you're looking for because you also ask us questions, rate your drafts, keep your questions, you know, targeting questions, anything under the sun. Join us today on Subtext, a minimal cost a month, and we'll help you win your league and take you to victory. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, dude, <laughs> just take take this next one. All right, we'll hop back in here. This, this is, is somebody that Matt really didn't you know, put down here, but I, I'll talk about him. I'm talking about Vlad Jr., I think all the the upside in the world is here with you know with with Vlad Jr. But he kind of just hasn't really you know really lived up to that the hype since um you know the 2021 season where he kind of just took it to that next level. He, the last couple of years have been mediocre as far as what we're expecting from a guy like Vlad, right? Uh, you know, last season especially, he played 156 games, 602 at-bats, only 78 runs, 30 doubles, only 26 homers, 94 RBIs, chipped in five steals, uh, 264 batting average, did improve, improve the plate discipline, uh, 67 walks to 100 strikeouts. You love to see that. Uh, Vlad's only going to be 25 years old. I still think we got to believe in him. I still think the upside is, you know, 35-plus homers with, uh, you know, 90 plus runs and 100 plus RBIs and the plate discipline is actually improving. I think the batting average upside is, you know, around his career mark of a 279, 280 hitter. We just got to see what what Vlad looks like this year, because you know what? Uh, you know, you look at him and you start to look at the underlying stuff and that's where you really start to see it. Tell a little bit of a story about, you know, where Vlad's at. 
uh, you know, back in 2021, he played in those minor league parks, um, you know, because uh, all the stuff that was going on with, um, you know, COVID and everything, they had moved them around and they hadn't gotten back to their, you know, home stadium until the end of that season. And then 2022, that's why, you know, the power looked a little bit better, some of those smaller parks. But, you know, the underlying stuff still does look good for Vlad. You know, he hits the ball super hard. You know, he he's not striking out as much. He's not swinging and missing a lot. Um, I, I think there is, you know, potential for him to, you know, grow. Pick 33 is, is a good spot. Uh, once again, I don't know if I'm, I'm targeting him at this point, but I'm not mad at taking him first base. Uh, you know, there is that higher end at first base, and I think Vlad is really the last one. You know, I have Freddie... Freeman, Olsen, Harper, Alonzo, and Vlad as my top five. And then after that, I think it falls off to another tier. So if you want in on that tier, I think Vlad is your last chance to get you, you know, an elite, elite, you know, caliber first baseman. You know, I completely agree. It's a strong take on, you know, him being the last of the uh, last of that tier. And honestly, too, he might even be in his own tier of his own for me because it might just go the top four, Vlad, and then who I have after. Um, It's just, it's the upside though. Vlad, if Vlad can hit that, you know, potential to where it is 36, 37 home runs and the batting average comes back up and, and the runs take that step, which we, we've seen him do before. We know we can do it. It's just we, we got to see it again. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, there's there's always that possibility. But, honestly, too, like I'm taking him over a guy I have right under him, which is Paul Goldschmidt, just based off of, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. Race, racing against Father Time. Like, Goldie had a good year, and I'm not going to do a Goldie take, but he had a good year, but also, too, you go from MVP caliber to how he finished last year. And it's like, okay, there is something off. And I think father time is catching up where he might finish as maybe the 10 uh, first baseman versus that. And I take Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Who still has the opportunity to still finish as a fifth, even if he repeats exactly what he did last year. So I like Vlad, no matter what that pick, especially if I'm trying to target a first baseman and there is nobody else out there, especially since this, if he does hit could be the cheapest we get him for, you know, yeah, quite some time. That's very, very, very true. Very true. All right. And now let's move on. Let's talk about a second baseman here. Let's talk about Jose Altuve, who quite honestly, I think he's being more of more of being drafted around now and the pick 38, which is round three now at four. And, you know, essentially, I think people are just forgetting that he got hit in the hand during World Baseball Classics and literally like the last game. And unfortunately, you know, wasn't able to play half the season and people are thinking, you know, oh, I f- forgot that he was just hurt. He came out once after the injury and was absolutely ridiculous. Like 360 yeah. at bats, <laughs> 76 runs, 21 doubles, two triples, 17 bombs, 51 ribs, 14 stolen bases, 44 walks to 71 strikeouts and batted 311. Like, okay, just do- like add 200 at bats to them. What is that going to look like? Like he's going to do regular Altuve things. Altuve still got it. I mean, it's not like he's old. My guy is what now, like 34, 34. He's up there, but I mean, I don't see like a massive drop off. And what's the worst case scenario, Dom? He finishes how Gold Goldschmidt did it. Yeah, yeah, I I think something like that. And I'm not mad at that finish, like that, especially at a second base. Like that's just stellar for Jose Altuve. Yeah, age 34, and it's a it's a value too because quite honestly, I think if he would have you know played a full season last year and kept that pace up. Like he'd be drafted much, much higher. So I think the 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 half a season is really playing in the part here. And you know, obviously, too, we're still only in January, so this could all change in ADP because it flows like the stock market at this point. So 
you know, Altuve might creep up into the third round, but still, I think that's a value in my opinion because Altuve just has the upside to just go off right now too, just to throw it out there. Altuve still is my fourth second baseman. So like, that's a steal. See, I, I, I agree and disagree. I, I, I do like Altuve and I do have him as my fourth second baseman, but I, I, I don't know if I, if I love the value, right? Cause I know he, Jose Altuve missed a lot of time last year. And, you know, if you kind of translate those numbers, they do look really good. But a, a lot of, if you look at the, the deeper stuff, he, he's, the sprint speed was really bad last year. He's not as fast as he used to be. He's getting older. He's not hitting the ball as hard. The plate discipline still as good as ever, but you know, that's what Jose Altuve is known for. I honestly think Altuve is going to be like a 25, 20, 25, 20 kind of guy. Batting average is going to be plus. The runs in the RBI should be good too. But you're just paying up so much for a guy in the fourth round. And I'll just tell you my my main strategy that I know I'm I usually do is I like to get three good bats first, man. I, I like to get three pretty strong bats because you know the bats fall off a cliff very, very early. Starting pitcher starting to thin out, but I just trust the way. I know pitching, and if you follow the show, you know Matt and I are very, very good at drafting starting pitching. I'm probably tar- targeting pitching in the fourth round, and I their second baseman that go after Altuve that I like. I really like Matt McLean. I like Bryson Stott. Um, I even like a Zach Geloff type of guy, a Christopher Morell, guys that are just going later that I, I would take that can get similar kind of production. But with that being said, guys, we're really at the end of the episode here. Matt, chime back in. We're, I'm sorry. Uh, this will be quick. Hey, yeah, of course. The only reason I say it's a value is to like, okay, you have it a last sure thing at second base. Cause guys you just named two are just guys that are on the, on the cusp of, are they, are they actually going to break out or are they just, you know, make a quick appearance and disappear. Now, yes, you could wait on second baseman and, and, and whatnot and get solidify other positions. But at the same time, you know, round four for him right now, I think is a fair price and you solidify. No, it's a sure it's thing. super fair. It's, it's just that, that I, I don't know if I'm I'm targeting him at that point in the draft, you know. Like right. if I let's say I, I moved up a pitcher around and I did I went pitcher in round three instead of four, then I could see myself jumping back into bats in round four. But I, it's still early in the season. We have to adjust our strategies. And guys, as we're wrapping up here, I do just want to talk about the other quick names. Not not I'm not going to go into depth, but we are, Adoles Garcia is a target at pick forty four in round four. And then there was only one bat in round five that Matt and I liked at all, and Snowlin Jones going round. Uh, pick pick 55 in round five. Absolutely love him. If you've listened to this show at all, we talk about Nolan Jones all the time. He's a monster. But with that being said, guys, uh, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Uh, we're going to be doing the same type of episode, but for arms. So make sure you look out for that one. But guys, until then, see you. Peace.